Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Let that shit rock out a little bit. Got me on the camera. Good afternoon, motherfuckers and motherfuckers. This is your host, Young Dolomite of the Too Much Game Podcast. Sitting here with my super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. How you doing this evening, Ben Ready? Man, I'm good, man. Uh, went to see my boy Lupe last night. Wonderful show. They can tell that show. shit up. Oh, man, they got the live, man. Even though, like, two of the songs... I would rather hear, rather heard with the regular beat. Yeah. But it's all good. So what he had a live band in? Huh? He had a live band? Yeah, they're all live. Everybody. Live singers, violinists, bass guitar, electric guitar, pianists, uh, saxophones, all kind of shit. He had the full shindig up there. Oh, so he got down like a Frankie Beverly and Mags. Not quite. Some some earth, wind, yeah. and fire shit. Yeah. It wasn't that, it wasn't he had that great. Live band. But uh, it, it, it was dope, though. Yeah, I'm gonna say if I could see anybody live that's living, it'll probably be Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm. Cause I, I want to see a motherfucker get down with a live band. Even though I heard that Frankie Beverly ain't the same he used to be, but I don't give a fuck. I still want to see that nigga get down. Song's still the same though. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Cause man, them motherfuckers got some jams. I just want to see Happy Feelings live to get some Happy Feelings. Yeah, it's good to. You know, uh, see somebody that you fuck with while they're alive. Cause, you know, I was being stubborn for years. Like, man, I'm not, cause I was doing music. So I'm like, man, fuck that shit. I'm not about to go see the competition. Nigga, pay to see the competition. Exactly. But now, since I'm doing, I'm a podcaster now, I can go see my boy Lou. Yeah, cause, like, you know, when, when, when you do something that another motherfucker do, or when you doing something that motherfuckers feel like they can do, they try to discredit. The fact that you do it mm-hmm. Like a lot of motherfuckers When I start doing the podcast was Like oh man you should have me on Like everybody can't do this shit Just cause everybody can speak Don't mean everybody can be on the microphone I just I just told that to somebody Like the podcasting part Is the easy part You know the, the business part and, and trying to get that shit out there is hard But podcasting is not just sitting here Chopping it up You gotta have structure And you gotta be entertaining your, your personality not going to win the podcast. You're not going to just sit here and just be yourself without structure. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and, and a lot of times when you get in front of this microphone, nigga, it's different. Like, I, I feel like I'm an entertaining motherfucker. I'm good at speaking, nigga. I'm a professional shit talker. But, nigga, the first couple times I got on the mic, nigga, I was shooketh. <laughs> nigga, I was scared. And I ain't going to front, nigga. Like, I was, like, nervous. Like, goddamn, nigga. All I'm, only thing different from me talking shit to you with a microphone and not is this little black motherfucker in front of me and i was scared nigga well, that's because you know you're gonna have thousands and millions of people listening and you don't you know it's normal you know yeah. what i'm saying you, you you just got your feet wet exactly you, you know when, when you smash your first chick you didn't go in there like nigga, i'm about to just knock this motherfucker all the way back man nigga, i thought i was <laughs> and two minutes later i was like it wasn't as easy as i thought it was gonna be nigga i, I gave her strong 89 seconds. <laughs> nigga. After that, I was like, yeah, nigga. You gave this, her that EP. Yeah, nigga. I, man, nigga, I, I gave her ass a skit. It wasn't even an EP, nigga. It wasn't even a whole track. Nigga, she, she got an intro to an EP. You gave her the interlude? Nigga, yeah, nigga the, <laughs> nigga, the bass didn't even drop, nigga, before I dropped my bass. Nigga, it was game over, my nigga. Like once the shit started feeling good, I was like, "Ooh, oh, ooh, that, ooh, that's new. <laughs> What's that?" <laughs> and it was over with. But yeah, you know this this episode is entitled "Leverage." 
mm-hmm. you know, a, a, a lot of situations that you go into in life, if you understood the leverage that you have, you'll be able to maneuver a lot better through life. Like, you know, I I got this idea when I just woke up in the morning and shit because I really didn't have a show all week. I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm finna talk about. Like, you know, I feel like I set the bar kind of high episode one and shit. Two, I thought, eh. But, you know, I'm like, fuck, nigga, I, I got to find a way to, to get back up to what I was. And, nigga, this whole week, it was like a slow news week. Like, it wasn't really shit happening that I really gave a fuck about. And I never want to get on this microphone and be talking and it's something that I don't give a fuck about. If I don't care, I don't want to talk about it. Like, you know, but um, I love basketball. Like, I'm, I'm passionate about basketball, you know. And I was watching the, the Zion Williamson situation play out. You saw the shit, right, when a nigga tried to bust a little fake spin move and a nigga's shoe exploded. <laughs> Yo, that was nuts. Yeah, and it was like, you know, motherfuckers looking at it like, you know, it's an L. But to me, I'm like, nigga, you look at the bright side, that nigga price went up. Like, as far as the injury goes, you know, he he, he hurt himself a little bit, but he's coming back. So, you know, that's 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 nothing. That's, mm-hmm. that's a push. But as far as, like, he busted out of his fucking shoe. Mm-hmm. So now, as far as... Nike is really going to have to look out when it comes time for him to become a professional. Y'all niggas going to have to throw him some bread to get him to sign. Cause he's like, nigga, I already bust out of one of y'all shoes. Mm. Why the fuck you think I want another Nike shoe and I done already exploded one of them motherfuckers? Mm-hmm. What can Adidas offer me? You know, I'm like, that's leverage. He now has the leverage to negotiate something that he would not have if he had not busted out of that motherfucking shoe. Even though his talent is leverage, you know, he can use just the talent that he has to, you know, maneuver his way through a lot of situations that a lot of motherfuckers can't. Like, he's in a privileged position to really do it ginormous. Like, you know, because I heard a lot of motherfuckers saying that he he don't even have to be in college no more. Like, he could really consider saying, you know what, fuck this shit. Because he is Zion Williamson. The most hyped up fucking, you know, amateur basketball player since LeBron James. Oh, yeah. Like, Skilled, too. Exactly, nigga. He can play. He's big. He's fast. He's strong. He can jump high. He's skilled. So a lot of motherfuckers, you know, you know, people feel how they feel about him. Like, oh, man, he'll never be another LeBron. And I doubt it. No, he ain't never going to be another LeBron. But he is going to be very talented. He has something. That you can't teach or buy. You can't teach that size. You can't teach that speed. You can't teach that motherfucking athletic ability. You can teach a nigga how to shoot. You can teach a nigga how to dribble. You can teach a nigga how to pass. You can't teach a nigga to be 6'9", 275, and run a fucking 4'2", 40. Like, this nigga is a fucking monster. Yeah, yeah. He, He really, he really is, like, built crazy. Like, he will... Be a, a for sure problem in the NBA. Exactly, my nigga. Barring a freak injury, this nigga is going to make big noise in the league. So it's like, I hope that he gets under the right motherfuckers to help him understand the, you know, the, the power that he has mm-hmm. in the fact that he has that ability, which again is the word of the day leverage. Like, he he needs to be able to use that shit to his advantage. A lot of motherfuckers that's super talented end up getting fucked up in a situation because they don't understand the power that they have. Like, the reason the NFL is fucked up and these niggas ain't got guaranteed contracts is because they don't understand the fact that it's the players that hold the power. The players make the motherfucker work, yet they let the owners punk them motherfuckers. They let the motherfuckers push them all around. And that's not the way this shit should be. Like, you should always understand if you have the power in any situation that you go into. So, like, with Zion Williamson, he could literally say, you know what? Fuck Duke. I'm going to go play in Europe. No, That's not going to hurt his draft style. Well, now he done already signed with Duke. But you know who else signed and bounced? Lonzo Ball, little brother. LiAngelo and LaMelo. Remember, mm. he played at UCLA. That bullshit happened when they was in China stealing sunglasses. And them niggas dipped out. Yeah. Them niggas bounced out and, you know, hit Lithuania. 
Zion could do that. You know, if, if he feeling like, man, Duke ain't paying me, fuck these niggas. And, you know, motherfuckers say, oh, you know, college is the big stage. You know, you, you get a lot more visibility when you're in college. Nigga, I'm Zion Williamson, motherfucker. Y'all niggas gonna know who I am if I quit for a year. Y'all niggas gonna draft me first if I go sit the fuck down. You know, so he can go get the bag and then come back and get the bigger bag next year in the NBA. Um, who was my nigga that did it from out here? Um, little short nigga. Um, he went. You saying he went out of, out of the country? Brandon. Um, he he went to Oak Hill, but then he went and played overseas for a year, and then he came to the league. I think he out the league right now. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, um, I can't I can't really uh, remember his name. Yeah, right now. but basically, it's been done. Oh yeah. If if you have the talent to go play overseas and beast out there, you're gonna come back and still get that same bag that you'd have got if you'd have played college. You don't have to go to college and work for free. Slavery. Yes, that's exactly what it's called, cousin Pooh. Slavery. Like, nigga, you, you working for free. You busting your ass for a motherfucker that's not giving you shit. And I get the fact that, you know, it could be more visibility. But if I'm Zion Williamson as opposed to everybody else, I don't need that visibility because I have it already. That nigga had that visibility since he was banging on niggas on YouTube. So he don't need motherfuckers to tell him, oh, well, if you play at Duke, you'll get put in front of these eyes and all of this type of shit. No, nigga, you don't need Duke. You don't need none of these niggas. He can go to the G League and get paid right now because he has all of the power. He holds all of the cards. The fact that he's that visible, he don't need these motherfuckers. And and not to mention that they just changed the rules in NBA that you don't have to go to college no more. 18. Exactly. So when, when you have the type of cachet that he has, you can basically leverage your talent into any situation that you want to. This is why I really hope, and, you know, not to compare him to LeBron, but the fact that he has the type of hype LeBron had, I hope that he gets near LeBron or somebody like that to let him understand that, nigga, you have all the power. You need to use, you need to maneuver as such. Right. Like, LeBron was the first player to actually understand the power that he really had. And use it to his full advantage. Mm-hmm. Like he used the fact that I'm the best motherfucker in the league, my nigga. Like he was able to, as a rookie, hire an agent on a temporary contract to basically teach his homeboys the 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 NBA game as far as off the court. Manager, agent, you know, shit like that. Like he put his partners on. Niggas he graduated high school with. And now their names are synonymous, you know, with basketball and entertainment. Like, everybody knows who Rich Paul is. Mm-hmm. LeBron's homie. He's he's representing half of the fucking all-stars in the league right now. And Maverick Carter. You hear those names a lot. Randy Mims is an, another one of his homeboys that's making noise in the business world. Not as recognizable as, you know, Rich Paul and Maverick Carter, but at the same time, that nigga's a millionaire off his own pockets. And it's all because of what Le, you know the, the foundation that LeBron laid down in their friendship. Right. You know he put his homeboys in positions to make their own moves. Like you know he used his leverage to make four other motherfuckers rich. Not to mention the countless motherfuckers whose names that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Like nigga LeBron, you know he he could teach Zion Williamson to make these same types of power moves. When you understand the power that you have, you can make power moves, and it's all leverage. You know, like, that's the reason everybody comparing LeBron and them to the mafia. Mm. Because they on some get-down-or-lay-down shit. Nigga, you, you sign with Clutch Sports, you part of the mafia. Nigga, we run the NBA. Nigga, I'm going to get Anthony Davis here whether you motherfuckers like it or not. I'm going to make this happen whether you motherfuckers like it or not. And they hate that shit. Exactly, nigga, because LeBron has taken all the power that he has and he's using it to his advantage. A lot of these athletes, you know, y'all niggas sucking Michael Jordan in them dick because they stayed on the motherfucking plantation. <laughs> these motherfuckers, they were scared to leave. So you call him a bitch because he bounced out and played with his homies like you wouldn't do that same shit at the park? If you and your partners, you know you dope, your homeboy dope, and he dope. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Overstock's Red Tag Sale is here, and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold-weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true. Oh, y'all niggas get bounced off the court, nigga. Fuck that. We all gonna play together and we gonna wear these niggas out. LeBron just took his homeboys and went and won a championship. Nigga, what's wrong with that? Yeah. That shit KD did was some bullshit, though. Oh, my God. That was some bullshit, nigga. We not, we not finna put KD in the same fucking category as that because KD, what he did, that was some hoe shit. That wasn't a power move, nigga. That was a pussy move. Huh. That was some sucker shit. But, you know, LeBron understands the power that he has, and he used it to his advantage. And KD, to an extent, it was some bitch shit, but he he said, nigga, I can go wherever the fuck I want, so I'm going to go here. So you got to commend the motherfucker for, for knowing the leverage that they have. Because at the end of the day, knowledge is power. But wisdom is knowing that knowledge is powerful because it creates leverage. And leverage is power. Message. Yeah, niggas gonna have to marinate on that one. Y'all motherfuckers might have to rewind that and play that two or three times so you understand it. <laughs> hey, but, hey, is LeBron going down as the realest nigga in basketball history? Most likely. Yeah. You know, there's some real niggas in the league, you know, because in the in the the real realest niggas in the league category, that's kind of thick and it's also contextual because it, you know, like I consider uh Matt Barnes to be one of the realest niggas. In the league. That nigga went and drove two, three hours to go beat up Derek Fisher. Mm-hmm. You know, like, there's some real niggas. Steven Jackson. Steven ja- I was going to say Steven Jackson. Yeah, there, there's some real niggas, man. You know, that that whole, um, uh, what was that, the Indiana Pacer team. Nigga, the Malice at the man. Palace. Oh, there's man. a lot of real niggas in that brawl. Jermaine O'Neal. Yeah, it was, it was some real niggas out there socking <laughs> fans and shit. Like... It, it was it's some real niggas out there, but as far as LeBron, like when it comes to, you know, the 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 nigga who who used his leverage and power the best, nigga LeBron is head and shoulders above everybody. Yeah, you know, like Jordan got got money off of selling shoes and shit, but LeBron got money off of all types of shit. He was able to get the bag while he was still on the court. He was making power moves on the court. LeBron was able to play GM while he was on the court. That nigga was making moves on other niggas' teams while he was a fucking player. Nobody has ever done that. LeBron is is more powerful than a lot of team presidents. Mm. Nigga, LeBron is making moves that motherfucking GMs can't make. So, nigga, as far as the the power that that nigga wields, nigga, he is GOAT. It's, it, it ain't even fucking close, and that's in sports. LeBron is the most powerful athlete ever, period, hands down. It ain't even fucking debatable. No other athlete has been able to basically be the team president while he was still on the court or field. Nigga, LeBron got that shit by far. You know, and everything in, in life is a negotiation, and leverage is what you use to win any negotiation. You know, in any negotiation, the best form of leverage is the ability to walk away. You know, like LeBron has put himself in a position to, you know, like he walked away from Cleveland. You know, when when you in a situation, any situation in life, you know, it's it's pretty much negotiation. You negotiate where you're going to be, what you're going to get and what you're going to give up. You know, like. The, the the way LeBron has been making his moves is is like crazy, mm-hmm. and it's it's a trip that Donald Trump got books on this shit. You know, one he wrote, which was you know, it was whatever. You know, it was called the Art of the Deal. 
which was basically a bunch of negotiation tactics, but he didn't give away no real game. It was kind of like, you know, not really actionables, but more nuance. You know, this is the type of shit you should do, you know, because like as much as motherfuckers hate Donald Trump, you could learn a lot from him. As stupid as you motherfuckers think he is, he the president and you're not. So that who's smarter? You know, he, he might not be the most. Um, he might not be the best speaker. He might not sound smart when he talk, but obviously this motherfucker's making moves that niggas can't make. You know, they're like, oh, you know, he got a, a million dollar loan and that's how he got all his billions. Well, what about all these athletes who go broke? They had hundreds of millions and they're broke. That nigga took a $1 million fucking loan and became a multi-billionaire, you know, and this ain't me you know, jocking Trump. This is just motherfucking real life shit. You know, you got to learn how to use what you have and flip that shit into something positive. There's niggas who flip $5 into a motherfucking fortune, you know, but you all, you got to understand leverage. You got to understand how to use what you have and turn that shit into something. You know, you can, you can leverage your motherfucking talent, intelligence, you know, capital, Because right, that's all leverage really is, and that's all life really is. Everything in life is leverage, whether it be a job, a relationship, any fucking thing. Like when you're in a, a, a relationship situation, you know, it's always compromise. You got to leverage what you have in order to get what she has. Mm-hmm. I'm intelligent. I have good conversation. I'm a good-looking motherfucker. I smell good. I'm going to need some of that pussy. How much of this can I leverage to get some of that pussy about you? <laughs> you know, when it comes to, you know, a job, these are my talents. This is what I bring to the table. And, you know, just major key for motherfuckers, man. When it comes to these job interviews, nigga, don't let these motherfuckers pay you what they feel like paying you. You need to negotiate your pay. You need to be like, well, you know, you, you, you think you could bump that up a notch? But when it comes to that, it's leverage. What does your resume look like that's going to make them want to pay you what you're asking for? Because you never want to go into a negotiation and you don't have no leverage. Like that's uh, Monique's situation like I spoke on last week. Mm-hmm. Monique's problem when it came to the Netflix situation was she didn't have the leverage that she thought she had. She had perceived leverage. Her perception said that she had leverage because it was her fucking resume that she was bringing to the table. And her resume was valid. But at the same time, her leverage was not or her her resume was not current. You know, you can't tell a motherfucker that I was dope 20 years ago. She ain't updated it yet. Exactly. Nigga, your, your, your resume is just like anything, my nigga. Like what what current experience do you have? It's like if I told you. I was a motherfucking computer scientist for 35 years. If that 35 years was from 1970 to 2005, right now, that shit is no longer valid because the computers that was cracking in 2005 are obsolete right now. So you can't tell me all this experience that you have is cracking if it's no longer in style. You know, that that fucks your leverage up. You have to understand that what you're bringing to the table is still in play you know if if you don't have something that is currently of value you also have to understand the value that you're bringing to the party who you're negotiating against and that's where she fucked up at Mm -hmm. you know she's trying to come into it like i got an oscar i got this i've done this many movies i'm a legendary comedian blah 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 but when they hit her but the what have you done lately she probably drew a blank. Like, what does that matter? And they like, bitch, that's 100% of what matters in this scenario. Yeah, because she, she even, she's, I think she's funnier than uh, the Schumer chick. Wasn't by that? far. Amy, Amy Schumer? Schumer's not funny at all, but she's hot. Yeah. That's her leverage. Her leverage is being currently a hot comedian. She has movies in theaters. She's selling out arenas. You know, she's hot. She's not funny, but she's hot. Mm-hmm. Like I said, it's leverage against perceived leverage. Her leverage is concrete. You can count it. You can see it. Monique's leverage 
is perceived. It existed at one point, but it's no longer there. That's no, that's, you know, it's, it's like, you know, just leverage in the, the physical form. Her pole is a lot longer. Mm-hmm. You know, Amy Schumer's is like this. She got hella leverage. Monique has leverage, but her pole ain't as long because it's not as current. Right. So she don't got the motherfucking leverage to to pull that motherfucking, you know, she couldn't get the fucking deal. You know, and she had the integrity to say, fuck you, which, like I said, in any negotiation, as long as you have the ability to walk away, that is ultimate leverage. Because she was able to not end up in a slave situation where if you don't have the ability to walk away and you don't have the leverage to negotiate something, you put yourself in a position of desperation Mm -hmm. and you never want to go into any negotiation from a spot of desperation because somebody can offer you whatever the fuck they want to offer you because you ain't got no leverage to negotiate. We just had that conversation the other day, the other night, Friday night. Exactly. <clears throat> if you don't have leverage, you have to take whatever they offer you. Mm-hmm. A lot of NFL players don't understand this fucking concept. They don't think they have leverage because the entity that they're negotiating against has capital. But they don't get capital unless you provide your talent. They don't understand the fact that without their talent, there is no capital. They think that, well, if, if, if I don't take this capital, I won't be able to display my talent. And it's true to an extent. But at the same time, if these motherfuckers, this weak ass union they got, if they said, look, we don't have an actual work stoppage. Like how the NBA does when they have a lockout every five or ten years basketball players understand oh no nigga we know that we make this league work so if y'all don't give us this we just ain't gonna play replace us go ahead and try but the nfl them motherfuckers is just gonna play and that's why the owners fuck them around like that that's why they don't have guaranteed contracts Mm -hmm. because they don't understand the power that they have they don't understand that they have leverage they think oh shit you know if we don't take what they give us we fucked no Walk the fuck away. Had them niggas replace you. Had them niggas replace a 6'9", 300-pound motherfucker that could run a 4, 5, 40 and shit. Like, these big-ass offensive linemen and shit, like, ain't nobody gonna replace y'all. They can't have a motherfucking replacement draft for Le'Veon Bell. Hmm. You know, they can't replace Tom Brady. Nigga, they can't replace all these motherfucking NFL players that are freaks of fucking nature. So y'all niggas have all the power. Y'all just not using it. And y'all letting a couple of motherfuckers use their power. And it's, you know, making y'all motherfuckers not want to use the power that you have. All the motherfuckers in the NFL have power as a group. You know, one motherfucker can't change nothing. But as a collective, if all y'all motherfuckers say, look, this is what we want. And this is what y'all motherfuckers is going to do about getting us what we want. Y'all can get what y'all want. They don't want to give the NBA player, I mean, NFL players power. Like you have uh, the union. I think Chris Paul is the head of the union with the NBA. And yeah. he's an active player. Yeah. They don't have active players that's in the NFL doing it. You know what I'm saying? So they'll have a lot of, of them are the older guys. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of older dudes from older generations will hate. Like, oh, y'all don't, you know, because they didn't make money. Yeah, they don't, they don't want to see you getting a hundred million if they, they whole career, they got 13 million or some shit. Exactly. Like, exactly. nigga, Tom Brady probably made more in his first season than Joe Montana made in his whole career. Like, I think Joe Montana over his whole career made like 16 million. And right now, his quarterback's making that shit in one season. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, nigga. But, you know, they could be making way more. And the fact that, these niggas don't have guaranteed contracts. It's fucking bananas. Like, if you fucking break your damn hip playing football, that's it, buddy. Like, in the NBA, if you get hurt, you still get paid. If you retire early, you still get paid. Mm-hmm. In the NFL, if you get cut, so did your check. And that's some bullshit, nigga. You putting your motherfucking life on the line. Like, these niggas is risking it all concussions they literally risking life and limb 
And these motherfuckers' contracts ain't guaranteed. Like, that shit is wild as fuck to me, my nigga. Like, and it's because these motherfuckers, as a collective, don't understand the leverage that they have. They don't understand the power that they have. And it's, you know, like, I don't know why there's nobody telling these motherfuckers this shit. Like, nigga, y'all niggas got fathers, friends, agents, which... You know, that's a hustle. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Overstock's red tag sale is here and the hunt is on. Bring home all your cozy, cold weather favorites at clearance prices. Deep discounts on winter's best sellers couldn't come at a better time. Warm up with hot deals on bedding and mattresses. Plus, save big on storage and home improvement for a fresh start on a new year. Spot the red tag at Overstock to make your dream home come true itself a lot of y'all motherfuckers with these agents that's letting y'all niggas go broke mm-hmm. y'all niggas got a manager that's letting you buy four lamborghinis and you ain't even got guaranteed money you got the wrong motherfuckers around you man like there's no fucking excuse for a motherfucker to have more than four million dollars in your lifetime and go broke you should die rich but these niggas like motherfuckers 75 million dollar contracts And you go bankrupt. Nigga, what the fuck was you doing? And the fact that, you know, like, it's always a situation where I look at the type of money that the motherfucker got. And I look at who's around you. If you're not good with money, you need to hire a motherfucker that is. Mm -hmm. You have the money to hire an accountant. You have the money to hire. I will hire a motherfucking economist. I would hire somebody who's good with money. And also, you know, you got to vet these motherfuckers because some of these agents put you in with some of these managers that they hire. And that goes back to why LeBron is that nigga once again. Exactly. He he put his closest homies in that position that he can trust and be trusting. Don't don't have to worry about them niggas being broke. Don't no leeches around him. You know, he, of course, he look out for family, but your closest dogs, you don't have to pay for this entourage because they rich as fuck, too. Exactly. Like I said, he hired agents to train his partners to become his agents. Mm -hmm. And again, he had so much leverage that that's a that's, you know, like back to the the mafia shit. Nigga, that's an offer that you cannot refuse. Nigga, just taking 10 or 20 or whatever an agent's, uh, you know, their fee or salary, Mm -hmm. just taking 10 percent. Off of the money that I'm going to make in the next five years, how you going to turn that down? All I need you to do is teach my partner everything you know. And I'll be paying you ass loads of money because you're going to make more money off of me than your next four highest paying clients. Mm-hmm. And that's leverage. That's understanding your leverage. This is what motherfuckers in the NFL need to be doing. They need to be using their leverage. You know, every now and then a nigga hold out. Oh, man, I need this much money. Woo-dee-woo. And, you know, again, these are motherfuckers who understand the leverage that they bring into the table. Nigga, I got this many yards. I've done this, 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 and this. You're going to pay me like this, 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 and this. Because there's, you know, like a lot of times when niggas hold out, it's because there's another player with comparable statistics, comparable skills, that's making more than them. And they like, nigga, you got me fucked up. You think you finna pay me less than that nigga? And we do the same shit? I sit out. And eventually, they end up getting the bag. Because they understand leverage. As the NFL, as a collective, y'all motherfuckers need to understand the leverage that y'all have as a collective. Without you, five, six, seven hundred, however many motherfucking players in that motherfucker, what, eleven hundred fucking people? If all y'all niggas as a group decide, we gonna sit out. Trust me, dog. Y'all gonna get them guaranteed contracts. Big bags. Because I don't remember a time when the NFL really had a lockout like they have in the NBA. Like, I don't remember a lockout season. 
Like I know they had one, you know, they didn't have four or five just in my lifetime in the NBA. Nigga, I remember they had one like 2003, 2004. They had one in 1999 when uh, Vince Carter and them, they got drafted into a lockout season. So the NBA, they know, nigga, we'll go sit the fuck down somewhere. You know, when you a professional athlete, you should have the type of money that should allow you to be able to sit down and sustain yourself through a strike. You know, sometimes when you in a, a, a working situation, like an environment where you're an employee and you have an employer, you're really a, an independent contractor. As people, we need to understand the fact that as an employee, I'm selling you my services. You pay me for the the value that I provide. You're not as powerless as you think you are in the position of an employee because there will be other employers. If you are in the NFL, you're kind of in a, a different type of situation because it's not like it's 13 other fucking professional football leagues. But at the same time, you hold all the cards in the situation. Without you, there is no NFL. With no players, there is no league. Without y'all niggas, niggas like me gonna be playing quarterback. And I suck at football. <laughs> you can't have regular motherfuckers trying to replace the, the motherfuckers who play for the Rams. It's not gonna work. Ain't gonna work. Exactly. So without the players that are currently playing, all these replacement motherfuckers, like who, who the fuck gonna play? The, the niggas who didn't make it? Do you think people gonna watch that shit? If you watching the replacement Rams versus the replacement Patriots, and this motherfucker's on there playing, and these niggas is carpenters and janitors and bus drivers and truck drivers and mailmen and shit. This shit not going to be entertaining like that. That shit going to be like watching backyard wrestling. That should be like the XFL. Man, that shit going <clears> to <throat> be like the DFL. Because the XFL was kind of dope, nigga. Them niggas, they had, you know, niggas who could play. But again, you see where the XFL at. That's what I mean. It's, it's, it's going to be out. gone. Yeah, exactly. Like, motherfuckers ain't, we not going to watch that shit for too long. Eventually, we're going to be like, man, these niggas ain't doing like Odell Beckham and them. Th- these niggas ain't doing all these amazing catches and 100-yard runs and all that fly shit that I'm used to watching. So, niggas, gonna, it's going to be the WNBA. You see, ain't nobody watching that shit. And you know, I, I see the, the the WNBA. They trying to poke their chest out and get some more. But sorry, ladies, you don't have leverage. Like you know, y'all motherfuckers are saying that y'all want the same money as the men, but y'all not bringing in the same fans as the men. Y'all not putting the same product on the floor as the men. Y'all gonna have to bring something different to the negotiating table if y'all want to get a different pay rate. You can't be getting these millions of dollars, but you got 38 people in the fucking stadium. Like, the the NBA is kind of losing money on y'all. Y'all mm. can't ask for a raise, and you not even making no money. That's not how this shit works. The reason the NBA players is getting what they getting is because they putting asses in the seats. They, they selling out arenas on regular season games. Y'all, y'all giving tickets away. You can get WNBA tickets with a Big Mac. <laughs> Nigga, like, you you can fucking, you know, you win a fucking contest on the radio and win front row courtside seats to an NBA, the WNBA game. For real. Nigga, NBA, to sit courtside at a regular season game, I done seen them motherfucking tickets be $3,500. $4,000, if it's for the Lakers. If they playing a good team, nigga, you could pay thousands of dollars. But a WNBA game to sit courtside is a two-digit number. Why the fuck am I going to pay you millions of dollars and I can't even, you know, I'm giving away tickets to see your ass play. You you don't you don't have the leverage to negotiate right now. Y'all motherfuckers going to have to find a way to get some people to come watch these games. Y'all going to have to generate some revenue before we decide to give y'all some. Like, you, you can't, you know, y'all motherfuckers can't ask for... 10 million dollars and all i made off of y'all was four that's not how this shit works yeah, you they, know they was complaining like oh uh, i gotta after the season i gotta pick up another job here and there like, yeah, i mean that's what that ain't that what regular people do you, yeah you don't make enough for one job you get a second job to to cover them other uh them other bills or your excessive needs yeah because the thing is y'all not 
freak athletes like in the NBA. These niggas are literally superheroes, if you think about it. These niggas can do shit that there's, like, you can't, like, nigga, just name a regular nigga off the bottom of the bench in the NBA. He can beat a thousand motherfuckers that you, you don't know nobody in person who could beat fucking Brandon Ingram in basketball. He ain't even starting for the Lakers. That nigga would demolish every nigga that you know in person. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no average guy that you know that can beat a professional male athlete in a particular sport. But in the WNBA, niggas watch that shit and be like, nigga, I'll give Lisa Leslie the blues, nigga. Like, I'll fuck Maya Moore up, nigga. If, if, if Maya Moore came to the park, I'll give her buckets. So nobody's going to pay to watch a person do something that they feel like they can do. If I feel like I could do what you going to do, why the fuck would I pay to watch you do it? That's like me paying to watch a motherfucker sweep my floor or some shit. <laughs> like, nigga, this, this, I, I pay to watch a superhero do something. I pay to watch a nigga do a 360 dunk because I don't think I can do that shit. Like, you pay to watch football because when Odell Beckham jump up and catch that bitch behind his head and do a backflip over the end zone, you like, God damn. I'm paying to be amazed. Yeah, watching WNBA look like how niggas be on the court warming up. It's like paying to watch junior high school basketball. Damn. It's like paying to watch JV. Because at least high school niggas on varsity can dunk. Like, if, if, if I'm the WNBA, like, I would do some shit. And this ain't being misogynist. But, like, have you ever watched lingerie football? I'm not even saying this shit like, ooh, them bitches are sexy, but they can play. Have you ever watched it? Like, Oh, yeah, they, they, be, they, be, they be hitting. They be wearing each Like, damn, they can play. Yeah. They got a smaller field, you know. So it's kind of like arena football mm-hmm. where, you know, it's constant contact. It's constant action. The WNBA, man, they should drop that motherfucking goal to like seven and a half, eight feet. I, I would love to watch Maya Moore pull a windmill on a bitch. Cause you know, like there's female basketball players who can dunk on a on a regulation rim. Now imagine them playing on an eight foot rim. Imagine Brittany Griner banging out from free throw line. Yeah, like I'd watch that. I'd watch even regular women because I'm not saying that that women can't play as well as average men because ain't none of them finna sit up here and tell me that they can play like Steph Curry or nothing like that. But they are talented basketball players, but they they can't provide those wow moments like the men can in any sport. Like, you know, it, it's just it's not physically in them to do what a LeBron James can do, a Steph Curry can do, a Kevin Durant can do, a Kawhi Leonard. Like y'all not going to do all that, but y'all can play. So a basketball purist can probably watch y'all play and be entertained. But no. Sorry, dog. Y'all, you know, you ain't got it. So you think so? Dropping the 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 court. I mean the the hoop. Uh, a few feet. What is it right now? The twelve feet. Ten. Ten feet. Dropping it two feet. Throwing a little, you know, tighter clothes on the women. Get people out. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. And and I don't even think it's 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 going <clears throat> like I don't even think they need to make a wardrobe change because you know a lot of them is straight studs. You know, it's, it's, it's not a lot of sexy women in the WNBA. We ain't watching it for the the looks of the ladies. Right. You know, nine times out of ten, if you a man and you watching WNBA basketball, you're a purist. You love basketball so much, you're willing to watch subpar athletes play it. Like, you know, I'm, I'm not hating on them or shitting on them or nothing, but they don't have the talent to, to garner that type of attention. Mm-hmm. Niggas ain't lining up to go watch WNBA games. Like, nigga, they tickets is like $30, $40 for good seats. And I don't know no nigga that's trying to go and see it. Like, I, I don't know a nigga like, hey, nigga, let's go to the Sparks game. Nigga, Maya Moore playing. Like, who? So? Exactly. <laughs> like, nigga, the, the average hardcore basketball fan can't name 10 WNBA players. So for them to try to come and say that they deserve all of this bread, no, you don't. Oh, let me say, you deserve it, but in life, you don't get what you deserve. You only get what you have the leverage to negotiate. 
they don't have that. They deserve it. I feel like women as a whole should get whatever a man should get if they do the same job. I'm I'm a feminist. I feel like if a woman does the same job as me, she should get the same pay as me. There's no fucking reason you should pay me more and we do the same shit. But in the WNBA and the NBA, they both play basketball, but men is dunking on niggas. Men is breaking all these three-point records and doing all types of amazing shit. Women are not. That's the difference. They're not doing the same shit. They're playing the same sport, but they ain't doing the same shit. If me and a woman are salesmen and we sell the same amount, she deserves the same amount of money. But if I outsell her, yes, we're doing the same thing. I deserve more money. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner vice versa if she sells more than me she deserves more money right that's just how it goes that's leverage whatever you do you should get the the amount that you earn you should get what you deserve for what you did but if you ain't did all that you don't deserve all that you can't come into a negotiation saying i do it so i deserve it no that's what the, the owners are saying, basically. Like, fuck out of here. Better take your ass out there and go to Lithuania or some shit. Where they paying y'all? Because I'm not giving it to you. Sorry. You know, you got to come to the negotiating table with something stronger than I play basketball. Because shit, nigga, I'm sitting at the house like shit. I play basketball too. Can y'all throw me the bag? You know. Then then they, they, they take it. And make this narrative that, oh, you know, they're just sexist. No, you just don't have, you don't have what the people want to see. Exactly. You're not putting an exciting product on the court. It ain't even, it ain't even selling out with women. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. And this is what, if, if I'm a WNBA player, and this is again, as a collective, as a group, the WNBA Players Association, y'all should be doing y'all own marketing because obviously the league is not going to do it for you. They put enough commercials out there and they realize that those commercials ain't getting what they're supposed to be getting. So y'all motherfuckers need to put your feet on the streets. Y'all need to start going to these schools, going to these, you know, these gymnasiums and catching these girls playing varsity and trying to, you know, get them motherfuckers to, you know, or like, for instance, when I was at Compton High, they would have like a bus that would go to the uh, like the TV show tapings. Mm-hmm. If I'm a WNBA player, man, I'm like trying to have these girls come to our games like that. Like I'll probably sponsor two or three of them. Like, hey, y'all, look, I'm going to give y'all this many tickets for the, the straight A students or the honor roll girls or the varsity girls team. And y'all come to watch our games and, you know, in turn, get motherfuckers to come and try to, you know, fill these seats up. Yeah, that, that would but taking that that route would have people like oh that's dope what they doing i'm gonna go support them now exactly if i seen if i seen them uh taking bus loads of different you know uh, little kids and girls from less fortunate neighborhoods like you know projects and all that i'm like okay i'm going to WNBA game now exactly like you you gotta make you know whatever whatever you gotta use to get the leverage you gotta use it whether that be your talent, intelligence, skill, or nobility. Mm-hmm. You know, like, look, this is what we doing, y'all. You know, come, come support, come check us out. You know, come watch these motherfucking games. Like, you know, come, come see what we we got to offer because we balling too. We doing this too. But y'all motherfuckers can't just come to the table like we play basketball too. We should get fifty million dollar contracts like them mm-hmm. because again, you're not doing what they're doing. You're not bringing in what they're bringing in. These niggas is doing all types of wild, crazy shit that people are willing to pay to see. Are people willing to pay to see you? No. And that's the fucking problem. It's just like a motherfucking rapper. If you not selling the records, nigga, I'm not finna throw you no big, fat, advanced nigga. What, what the fuck? What are you bringing to the table? When in any negotiating situation, you got to look at 
what you bring into the table, and that is your leverage. If you don't have leverage, come back with some. Go get you some. Mm -hmm. And that's in any situation. If you are trying to get a job, go get your resume up so you can negotiate for more money. Even if you get the job and you start out at this salary, bust your ass, do what you got to do so you can come back to the table like, look, motherfucker, these are the numbers that I'm bringing to the table. This is what I'm doing. This is how long I've been here. This is what I provide that other motherfuckers don't. I need to get paid more. And if you have to bounce, bounce. Because you have brought your motherfucking resume up to the point where you have the leverage to go somewhere else and get what you feel like you deserve. And this is my advice to Monique. Fuck what Steve Harvey said. Don't coon. Don't give in. Don't back down. Don't fucking apologize. Go and get the motherfucking bag. Get your motherfucking leverage up and come back to the table with some strong shit. Like I said, man, go go do you some shows. Go put together a motherfucking one-hour special. Pay for that shit out of your pocket. Make that shit fly as fuck to the point where they can't deny you. And they'll offer you that money. Because if you feel like you deserve that money, prove that shit. That's all the fuck you got to do. When it comes to any negotiation, you have to prove the leverage that you have. Or you have to be in a position where you can bring your perceived leverage and make them believe in your perceived leverage. Because sometimes you'll be in a situation with a motherfucker where you're so far beyond them mentally, they just assume you got some shit. Mm -hmm. It's just like poker. You got to have a strong fucking poker face because poker is a, a big game of leverage. You know, if, if I'm looking a certain way and you like, did this nigga just go all in? This nigga must got some shit. That's perceived leverage. And you'll back a nigga down just based on what they think you got. But that's why you got to put yourself in a position to have leverage. You got to put yourself in a position to even have perceived leverage. Because leverage nine times out of ten is either talent, capital, intelligence, a product, or a service. And if you don't have either, then you fucking up. You're putting yourself in a position of desperation. It's just like a motherfucker begging you on the street for some money as opposed to a motherfucker that got some money asking you for some money. Nine times out of ten, you're willing to get a motherfucker that got some money some money because it seems like the perception of this motherfucker might be able to turn around and do something for me. But a homeless motherfucker, you don't want to give them shit because they can't do shit for you in return. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I, I just did that last night uh, when I went out to the Lupe show. It was a dude. Now, it... It's two guys playing music out there. They had these little, uh, some little uh, handmade instruments or whatever. They playing. Now, they, they got the little uh, tip thing open, like like some New York shit outside or Vegas, whatever. And it's one homeless dude just asking for bread. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to give you bread. You just here asking, and these niggas is actually, like, doing something work They're for providing it. a service. My point exactly. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. In order, your leverage is the service you provide, the value that you bring into any negotiation. Your value is your power, mm-hmm. whether that be your, again, intelligence, skill, talent, um, a service you provide, or a product that you have. Those are your tools to negotiate, to in turn bring in capital or whatever you want back in any situation, whatever the fuck that shit might be. Like I said, like, because even, you know, and y'all know I love hoes. <laughs> My money, my capital, is what I bring to the negotiating table to get pussy. I pay you, and you give me that service. This is my leverage. My leverage is my capital. Your leverage is your service. And we come to the table, and we negotiate based on what we both bring to the table. You know, and we have a compromise. Right. You know, so in any situation that you are in, you know, I brought the whole shit in just because it's funny. I like talking about hoes. <laughs> but, um, you know, like in, in anything, in any situation, like you got to you got to know what your leverage is. You got to understand leverage. You got to understand what that is. So in anything that you come into, any situation you come into, whether it be a relationship or otherwise, you got to know, OK, look, this is what I have. These are my strong points. These are the points that I don't want motherfuckers to know about. But at the same time. You got to be intelligent enough to know I'm going to 
hone in on the strong points so I could get what I want out of this motherfucker. Because in all situations, you got to realize where you're strong at and play to your strengths so you can get what you want out of a motherfucker. You know, and in the NFL and the WNBA, y'all motherfuckers need to work on that. Because the, the problem is the WNBA wants something with no leverage. The NFL wants something and don't understand their leverage. Mm. The w, the NFL has all the leverage in the world and they don't know what they in the worst position in the WNBA because at least the WNBA is like, nigga, look, we, we trying to get it. The NFL is just sitting there like, eh, sorry, we just getting kicked in the balls and we just going to keep on motherfucking playing. Because the WNBA, they was talking about doing a work stoppage. And I'm like, don't do that. That shit, that shit might stop for life. Exactly. <laughs> nigga, y'all motherfuckers ain't going to have nothing to come back to. Oh, man. But if the NFL did it, nigga, trust me, the bag would follow. Because they got all the fucking power. Mm-hmm. They just don't understand the power that they have. And, you know, to, to bring it on back to the red, black, and green. Because, you know, I was trying not to make this the, the black power podcast. Even though I am a pro-black, you know, American descendant of a slave. I'm a motherfucking black man, so I'm for my people first. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to keep the podcast on some, some black shit. But as the black community, we need to understand the power that we have. Because we've been getting kicked in our ass because we don't understand the power that we have. Slavery included. You know, we didn't understand the fact that we had the numbers we outnumbered these motherfuckers. We could have took over every plantation. But them motherfuckers had us with, you know, the power of the gun, the power of the mind. The reason that they never wanted to teach us how to read is because they knew that if we got in the motherfucking books, we would understand our leverage. We would understand the power that we had. We would understand that there's strength in numbers. They knew they didn't want us to know that shit. And the sad part is, all them years, they kept us out of books. Now they gave us the books, and we still don't want to read the motherfuckers. Mm. And that's where we fuck up at. We don't understand the power that we have. There's some that do, but most obviously don't. Because if we understood the power that we have, there would be no such thing as white privilege. Because at the end of the day, we still create culture. We create cool. There's no motherfucker out here. That is bested by no other motherfucker out here. We don't, you know, we we could beat these motherfuckers at any goddamn thing. They can't beat us hand to hand, man to man, or mind to mind. But they got us because they learning and we chilling. So, you know, just as advice to close this bitch out. Like, man, we, we need to really understand leverage. You know, intellect is leverage. An intellectual advantage will trump physical or figurative leverage when the motherfucker that you're negotiating with is lacking. You know, you could outsmart a motherfucker into anything. You could come into a motherfucking poker hand with the bullshittest hand in the world. But if the motherfucker you playing against see that you're willing to go all in, they'll be they'll be convinced that you have power this motherfucker must have a royal fucking flush in his hand you know but that's that comes with intelligence that comes with reading that comes with stepping your motherfucking intellect up you should always be learning as the black community we spend too much time knowing and not enough time learning Mm. like nigga fuck all that man my mama did this shit so i'm gonna do it like that daddy did it like this so i'm gonna do it like that Man, get a motherfucking book in your goddamn hand. Fuck TV. I don't even watch the shit. When the motherfucker asks me about a motherfucking TV, sh- I don't know. I don't watch that shit, man. I'm too busy trying to learn. I got motherfucking homeboys who call me all the motherfucking time, man. I don't, I don't be having time for that shit. I don't be having time to be on the phone. I'm trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. If I'm fucking with you and I ain't learning shit, I ain't fucking with you. I don't really like being around niggas who I can't learn or grow from. And this is some shit that, you know, this is... I'm completely digressing from the point of leverage, nigga. This just real nigga shit. Don't be around motherfuckers that ain't helping you grow. You know, you need to be around motherfuckers who you can leverage to push you forward in life. If you not fucking with a motherfucker that's helping you do nothing, get the fuck from around them. 
because you putting yourself in a desperate motherfucking situation where the, where the relationship that you have with this motherfucker, there's no leverage to move forward. That motherfucker, if a motherfucker ain't pushing you forward, they pulling you backward. Period. Big facts. Man. And I'm going to drop the mic on that motherfucking shit. This has been the Too Much Game Podcast with the super producer, Ben Ready. Yes, sir. I'll be hollering at you motherfuckers in seven motherfucking days. Same bat time, same bat channel. 3 p.m. Pacific on Facebook Live, Spreaker. And after I motherfucking get done talking, that shit is going to be on all streaming platforms. I ain't here to help you get bitches. I'm here to help you get better. Bye. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.